It is the second to the last word that Jesus ever spoke in the Bible. And he says, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the first and the last. I am the beginning and the end. And then the last word ever recorded by Jesus in the Bible comes about four verses later where Jesus says, and I am coming soon. The alphabet, uh, 26 letters. And those 26 letters rule the world. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M. Those 26 letters rule the world. It's the most wonderful contrivance in the entire planet. 26 letters, and they can never be exhausted. It's been used for generation after generation, for century after century. You can read what Charles Dickens wrote in the mid-1850s because there are 26 letters in the alphabet. And you can read what Lord Byron wrote in the 1820s because there are 26 letters in the alphabet. And you can read what Shakespeare wrote in the late 1500s or what Martin Luther wrote in the early 1500s. Because of this contrivance, 26 letters called the alphabet, they all use the same remarkable instrument. Every play ever written in the English language, every manuscript ever written in the English language, 26 letters is what they used. No fewer, no more. 26 letters. Martin Luther writes 44 volumes of Luther's works. 26 letters. Shakespeare writes 39 plays. 26 letters. In everything that came from the pen of such great men, they looked at those letters and they juggled them and they twisted them and they turned them and they arranged them and they rearranged them. And since their skill level is so extraordinary, when they took those 26 letters and produced that which they wrote, And all the writers of all time have been using those letters of the alphabet, nothing else. The alphabet is as far from being exhausted, as far from being on its last legs, as it was when the first writer picked up the first pen and wrote the first words on paper. Greatest library in the world, Library of Congress, Washington, D.C., 100 million items in the Library of Congress. And every item in that Library of Congress all wrapped up in 26 letters. What's greater? Do you think the alphabet is greater or the men and women who took that alphabet, the authors and poets and reformers and historians and scientists and theologians, they would have written nothing There would have been nothing for us to enjoy. There would have been nothing for us to contemplate. There would have been nothing for us to argue over, to be uplifted, to be comforted, to be instructed. There would have been none of that 
If there were not for 26 letters of the alphabet. And when the last writer has written the last book ever, the alphabet will be as fresh as ever it was. You say, Strand, what are you doing? Here's what I'm doing. Jesus said, Revelation 22, I am the divine alphabet. When Jesus says that he's the Alpha and the Omega, Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. And Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. The Bible comprised of 66 books and 1,120 chapters. And Jesus says from the beginning of that book to the end of that book, I am the first and I am the last the Alpha and the Omega of all things. What Jesus was saying after his resurrection and ascension was simply this. In this world's history and in your individual lives, I am the A and I am the Z, and I am everything in between. If you have me in your life, your life will have absolute meaning. And if you do not have me in your life, your life will still exist. But the void that is there compared with if you have him is like a sand hill next to a mountain. Jesus said, John 10, 11, I, the Alpha and the Omega, have come into your life that you might have life with meaning and you might have life with purpose and that you might have life with understanding. What's the meaning that we get from the Bible pertaining to our life in 2022. What's the meaning that comes forth? I'm working on a sermon for New Year's Eve, and I see something I've never seen before there in the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, he says to the people, you're fasting before God, and you're wondering why God isn't blessing you. And then Isaiah said, God could care less about whether you're fasting to him. What God wants out of your life is when you see someone hungry, you pull to the side of the road and you do everything you can to make sure they're taken care of. And when you see someone without clothes, you pull to the side of the road and you go and help those individuals. That's what Isaiah said 700 years before Jesus ever spoke The parable of the sheep and the goats. Someone could accuse Jesus of plagiarizing Isaiah, but it doesn't work that way in the Bible. What Isaiah said is what Jesus said. The Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And in your life, on this earth, the meaning is not you. It's whoever, how exciting is this? It's whoever God will bring across your path this year. We've got Jared and Kristen here this morning. Missionaries. Campus Crusade for Christ. In March, while you're living very safely here, they will be in a very dangerous part of this world. They'll be in the Middle East. I don't know where they get the courage to do that. 
except some 10, 11, 12 years ago when they started that ministry. She said, my focus is on my Lord. I don't sit and say, this could cost me my life, my focus on the Lord. And if there's one person in the Middle East that will hear the gospel and come to the faith, it will be worth everything. There was a minister a number of years ago. He was at the church for 18 months. And then very dejectedly, he resigned from that parish. And when the bishop said, why are you resigning? He said, because I've been here 18 months. And in 18 months, there's only one person ever sitting in the pews in my church. One person. And that one person is a frail little boy. And every Sunday sitting in that church and it breaks my heart that I haven't done more. That's why I'm resigning from the church and resigning from the ministry. Little did that pastor know that 25 years later, that tiny frail boy, Robert Moffat, would become one of the greatest missionaries this world has ever seen. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And if you want to start this year, man, I'm so old, I don't even do the, uh, you know, those things. Forget what they're called. Thank you very much. I hope you got that on online service there, man. You know, when you sort of reach a certain age, you just stop doing that, Right? But I have never stopped looking for someone who has some need. That's the meaning of life. That's the purpose of life. And the Alpha and the Omega said, if you want my power and my presence in your life, you got to stop gazing at the mirror and you got to start looking at the needs that exist. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus, same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you understand what he's doing when he compares himself to the alphabet? He's saying, if you have me, you have everything. A great claim he's making about himself. Everything in your life will become exhausted. And everything in your life will eventually become obsolete. But not him. Never him. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. This past year, you look at the school that you're all set to go to and they pulled the scholarship. Do you understand that God was involved? Her name was Janet. The gentleman that she married came to her place of employment, was there for three weeks. And after three weeks, he left. But in those three weeks, he got to know her, and they ended up getting married. 
Do they see the hand of God in that little episode? One episode after another in your life. Do you see the Alpha and the Omega? I called Rayanne Denglinger again yesterday. And I said to her, the surgery that they did, removing that tumor from the adrenal gland, that surgery that they did, that should be a life changer for you, shouldn't it? And she said, yes, yes, that'll be a life changer for me. And then she said something strange. She said, but this has already changed my life. And those words that give me goosebumps, I'll never be the same. I have seen God. I've experienced God. The Alpha and the Omega, He's been here. And I've never known Him like I know Him now. What will the year bring? Jim Clay wasn't expecting the year to bring his wife so critically ill there with COVID. Lee Burnett wasn't expecting the year to be with Chuck Burnett so critically ill with COVID. My phone never stops ringing. And whenever my phone rings, whenever there's a text, it's someone going through something in life. And my prayers go up to the Alpha and the Omega. God be with you. There is a key that opens up life, and the key is Jesus. 23rd Psalm. There is a key that opens up the 23rd Psalm, the most famous part of Scripture. There's a key, and it's right at the start. The Lord is my shepherd, Jesus. Most powerful verse, chapter, sequence in the Bible, Romans 8, 31 through 39. Neither life nor death nor angels nor demons can separate me from him. There is a key that opens up that section of Scripture. The key is Jesus. And the most important verse in the Bible, John eleven twenty five. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. Whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. There is a key that opens up that verse. And the key is Jesus. Grab hold of the Bible. 26 letters. Grab hold of that Bible this year. Find yourself more in prayer to him than you ever have. Grab a devotional book, two or three of them. Make them a part of your life in the morning and in the evening. And the other most important thing you can ever do is you can talk about him. Philemon 1, six. be active in sharing your faith in the Lord Christ because the more active you are talking about him, the more he will come alive in your life. Would you rise as we pray? Heavenly Father, 
May the words found in this book, may the promises found in this book be sufficient for everything that I, my family, or anyone listening or anyone in the church this morning, may the promises found in the pages of this book be sufficient. And may we grow to understand the meaning of life, purpose of life, and the blessedness of having our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the central figure. Such things we ask in our Lord's name. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.